What are you talking about? Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. I got a rational Ravens fan here to talk about his experience attending one AFC uh, playoff game in which a one seed lost to a six seed. Hasn't happened since, uh, I think it was 2002. yeah, the Ravens took that L to the Tennessee Titans. In case you did not see the game, this is uh, Jake. Matt, uh, Jake. Damn, what's your last name, Jake? Jake Andrews? No. Stevens is my Jake last Stevens name. speaking. I'm thinking of Mark Andrews. Get into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sad boy right now, obviously, but uh, I can understand what happened. But I think some of it's on the coaching staff. Like, you have the most historically best running team. Ever and then you pass the ball fifty nine times in a game. Doesn't make sense. Like to not run the ball primarily on first down. Some might call it choking. Some might call it panicking. Doesn't make sense. I don't know that it was choking or panicking. I think it was just poor game planning on the the coaches staff. Maybe they overlooked the Titans. Maybe they just were ill prepared, but they had two and a half weeks off. Well, I'm sure they had a game plan that said stick to your run game. But once you go down fourteen Well you're down but that's the thing is like you don't that's your you get six yards of carry, like you average six yards of carry during the regular season. It's first and ten. Run the ball, get the five yards, operate on the second and five that you then have. It make it. They did it all year. I don't know why you step away from that. Also, I think resting the starters in week seventeen against the Steelers didn't help. I used to hate when the Colts they looked did that. a little a little rusty. I mean, I understand it. You want mm-hmm. to get a, keep them healthy or get them healthy in like Mark Ingram and Mark Andrews' case, which didn't happen, but. They looked a little rusty. Playing for a half or something. Yeah. I don't have the stats in front of me on teams who have rested before the playoffs and their record, but I'm pretty sure it's bad because I remember the Colts used to do that all the time, but, and they used to lose a lot in the first or second round. But, like, you know, everyone hated on Lamar since he was coming out. Or not everyone, but a lot of people. And uh, he's been balling all year, and he still balled out of that game. And, then, yeah, he made mistakes, and, like, some of it falls on him. But he, let's not pretend, like, he didn't throw – for 373 or something like that and ran for 143. But let's also not neglect the fact that two of the biggest turnovers, well, two of the biggest turnovers of the game, the two turnovers. Well, there were three turnovers. There were three, but the two biggest ones. There was one in the first two, quarter. He had two picks and the fumble. I think the one interception was he threw high. A bit but high. Mark Andrews could have caught that. He definitely could have. But if you know your tight end is and hampered. Should've, and should have caught it. If you know your tight end is hampered. You should probably throw him a more catchable ball or not throw it at all. I don't know. Lamar, like, wasn't throwing well, but he still threw for that much. But I did uh, – I texted one of my my buddies after the game, and I was like, yeah, I don't know what's up with the coaching staff, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, yeah, and if your tight ends didn't look like they were actively point shaving. So, yeah. I mean, I I think it's kind of funny. But <laughs> They uh, definitely weren't actively point. What's his name? Nick Boyle. Nick Boyle was giving everything he had. It's just those dudes are bruisers. You got Hayden Hurst, who's a route runner. And then you like, got Boyle, who's a bruiser. But on the positive side, yeah, it sucks. We're not going to win the Super Bowl. On the positive, Lamar Jackson's probably going to be the MVP. I don't see how he's not. Should be. Everyone on that offense is signed through another se- at least one more season. And – like you said, they have like what forty five million in cap space. Definitely, but does this taint his MVP season? That's what everybody wants to know. Does I don't think so because MVP is regular season award. It is, but I mean, I look at him like I look at James Harden now. I've heard this comparison a lot on the sports news wire look, today. 
I don't I don't think that's a fair comparison. How old is James Harden? How many years has he been in the league? How long has he been doing this? Lamar Jackson is in the league. This is his second year. The man has lost five games in his whole career. He's like so This is his first he full year what? starting. He played what? Like eight games last year. Yeah, his first full year starting. And He's then, only 23. And then went 14 and 2 this year. He's younger now than Mahomes was when he got his first start. They said it on around the uh around the horn. They just said Payne Manning didn't win a playoff game. In his first five years. Lamar Jackson is breaking records and doing shit in his first two. If anything, he can take this game and say, I need to learn to throw, work on throwing to the outside better because I struggle there, which the Titans exploited. Like, And he's already broken Peyton Manning's record for efficiency as a passer. Listen, like But Derrick Henry is a dog. Like, I'm not going to lie. Exactly. That is a man, dude. This he's isn't a referendum huge, on how terrible Lamar Jackson is or the fact that the Ravens choke. This is really more about how much the Titans might be a real deal. Oh, yeah, and since Tannehill started starting for them, he's been a top three quarterback. And then Derrick Henry just, what, is the first player to run for like 180 yards in three straight games or something like that? Yeah, three straight games in the playoffs. He's had over 180 yards. And I looked back when the Chiefs beat the Titans in the wild card in 2018. He had 150 yards in that game. Yeah. And so this isn't new. They played, they played earlier this year. I don't know how many yards he had, but the Titans won 52 to 11. With Mariota at quarterback. But I'm just saying, they're on a roll right now. They're physical. Vrabel, I think, is is coaching, is doing a hell of a job coaching right now. You know what 9-7 and seven team they remind me of who also won a title? Back in 2011, the only other 9-7 and seven team to do it, the New York Giants. Uh-huh. They look like a fired up, not in the way they play, but I'm just saying with the momentum they have. And the level of intensity they're playing with coming into the playoffs. Like, they always say you want to play your best going into December, January. This is the best example of it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to present them a pretty good game. I don't think it's going to be like the first game. Uh, the Titans deflate the ball, obviously, because they run it so well. But I think if you give the Chiefs five, six, seven, five to – it won't be five possessions. That's not a whole lot. But it will be like – seven to ten possessions in the game. Mm-hmm. I think they are pretty high efficiently scoring, and their defense has been on a roll. The last five weeks, they allowed 11 points a game, like an NFL best. Well, if you think about the way defenses are built now, though, the reason Derrick Henry has so much success is because a majority of NFL linebackers are the same size as him, and oh, he's an NFL running back. They do. It's the same thing that they did with AP and a whole bunch of other big backs and physical backs. He's even you bigger just than run AP. Them. You it's just scary. run them and you run them and you run them because by the second half, that defense is tired out. Derrick Henry's just going to do what he did against the Ravens and just break 70-yard runs even though he's 6'4", like two whatever. 240. And yeah, and not, not only are they tired, they're undersized. They're not physically capable or equipped. And in the Chiefs' case, they're missing their best nose tackle, Chris Jones, who would be the one player in the middle that could stop Derrick Henry. Is he? He's out? He hasn't played for the last two weeks. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure he's out with like an ankle injury or something like that. Oh, uh, well, their defense been has been playing pretty well. I, Against the, passers. In that game, yes, they went down 24 nothing. I think that's just an unfortunate start. Like the, the fumble punt, all that. But Mahomes can come out and just drop dimes to anybody. They have so many weapons. You got Sammy Watkins. You got Travis Kelsey. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Damian Williams. That's why you say ball control and Derrick Henry's ability to outlast the Kansas City D is going to be a big part of it. Listen, if they get up 14-zip on the Chiefs, it's not going to be like the Ravens where everybody holds their breath and pretty much assumes the game is over because that's how it felt. I wasn't in the stadium, but watching on TV, it felt like you could hear a pin drop, like everybody was on pins and needles. I mean, the 
I think when we were on defense, everybody was pretty loud until it was more like visible that the game was over. Like, yeah. Late in the third, and maybe in the fourth, but I just don't. That's the other thing. Back to the Ravens, I guess they they're aggressive all year. I get it. They're eight for eight on fourth and whatever. You come out of halftime, you get the ball, and you're driving. You're kind of like building a little momentum. Put points on the board. Get kick the field goal. Get the three. Make it fourteen nine. Don't do whatever you did. Yeah, Go we talked about it. it earlier. Why don't make it and then. Then leave the the Titans to have to go 75, 80 yards, whatever, and Derrick Henry breaks a 74-yard run or whatever the next play. You you score, you kick the field, that kick off, right? And then you pin them deep anyway. Take the points and pin them deep anyway. Hell, talk to a Texans fan today about fourth down decision-making. I mean, their head coach decided in one breath to kick the field goal, then he let his staff and his quarterback convince him to possibly go for it, to which he wastes a timeout and decides to kick the field goal anyway. Then, inexplicably, two possessions later, in his own territory, goes for it on fourth and four, doesn't get it, gets the Chief and Arrowhead right back into the game. I mean, these head coaches and that type of decision-making, that goes into the panic or the choking aspect of what we just talked about. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I think Bill O'Brien definitely got in his own head, like you said. Bill O'Brien... I don't know that John Harbaugh going for it on fourth and one. No, he was like choking it because they do that all year. But, but that's like, what's weird. They stuck to the identity there, but they, but they didn't to pass to, it. Yeah, times. I don't know. Even if Mark Ingram isn't as healthy as he should be, like Gus Edwards is a great back. He was a leading back last year. He still had a had a very high yards per kick. Like they yards per six carry yards with Mark this year. and four with Gus. I mean, he's a physical. He's a big physical back. They call him Gus the Bus for yeah. a reason. Like. I get it. I don't know why they didn't do that either. Match power with power. They're running at you with Derek. Fuck them up with Gus a little bit. Because a lot of the Ravens stuff comes off of being able to run the run the ball, even the passes. Yeah, Hollywood Brown ate and had like 140 yards receiving. But, like, nobody else was doing anything. The tight ends dropped a bunch of balls. It, it was kind of loud. It was loud for a while. Yeah. And then, yeah, by the end, it was just like, yeah. Look, we know we're Monday morning quarterbacking. To a small extent. Well, well, yeah, I mean, obviously, but I don't know. The facts be the facts. We all saw what we saw. And in the case of the Texans Chiefs, that's clear as day. Bill O'Brien needs to have his job revoked. All right? I'm not for calling for coaches' jobs, but the only reason he still has it is because a guy named Deshaun Watson got drafted in the first round. A little bit later than he should have been drafted. The Bears should have him right now. But since he fell to the Texans and saved Bill O'Brien another two years, he's been able to eat off them NFL checks. I think it's about time we admit Stu might be in over his head. Maybe. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get rid of him. He's still there for another year at least. But I will say, no one's talking about how Green Bay almost had a major meltdown. I don't Mm. like they were up pretty good on Seattle. Seattle came back and they. I think won the ruling on the fourth downs if he, but like either way, I know they won and it didn't happen. But Seattle pretty much came back. Oh yeah! Anytime the Packers and the Seahawks play, especially in the playoffs, I know the NFL and especially the referee committee, their booty holes get real tight. Because you know, I mean, that, that the infamous call when one ref is calling for a touchdown, the other one is saying oh, no the call. Oh, fail Mary, yeah. Fail I mean, that's the baby. replacement refs, which sucks. But I'm saying like Green Bay, like they almost had a meltdown. They won. They look good in the first half, but Seattle looked much better in the second half. And Seattle's hurt, and 
I mean, Marshawn Lynch has been back in the league for three weeks. Don't get me wrong. I love Marshawn Lynch. He's one of my – he's my favorite player behind Lamar Jackson now. Oh, man. But I don't know how no one says anything about that. Talk about a bust. Because they won. He's looking like Jerome Bettis right now. Like, he's he's huge. I mean, he's averaging like three yards a carry. He's probably about 250 right now. Marshawn? Oh, yeah. No, he's – yeah. That 2-4 is looking tight, tight across his chest. But, uh, I mean, he's probably not going to play again. This is probably done. Nah, that's why he gave that closing speech, which I love. Protect your chickens. Protect your mentality. Protect your paper. Yeah. You know, I loved it. But um, th- what I'm going to remember about the Seahawks-Packers game isn't a meltdown from Green Bay. I'm just going to remember a great quarterback duel. Like that third down throw to Devontae Adams when they needed it. Yeah. It was like, what, three and a half minutes left? You know what throw I'm talking about? Aaron Rodgers audibles to uh, throw to Devontae Adams up the seam. Last minute, I saw him do it. And Devontae talked about it in the post game. It's it's a beautiful throw, great catch, but just I, I'm going to remember that because Russ, like you say, brought him back from the brink of extinction. Oh in the yeah, second quarter. I mean, no, nah, yeah, no, it was a great game. Yeah, and I'm happy that it ended the way it did because I had Green Bay minus four. Ah, I had Seattle. <laughs> I had Green Bay minus the four, and like they won by five. So I was like, all right, cool. Talk about a bad beat. But yeah, nah, all my parlays that I had this weekend got. Got messed up because uh, one, I had the Vikings plus 13. I had a teaser where I had them at plus 13 and a half. Thinking they're, oh, they're going to win. Then I had the Titans plus 16 and a half, but the Ravens minus three and a half. Like, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to be like this huge blowout. Mm-hmm. I thought the Ravens would win. I thought it would be handedly, but I thought it would be close, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. I never saw this shit coming. Like, but then again, it just goes to show, like, the Titans, I think, yeah, like you said, are a team to, team to fuck with. Well, nobody wants to play them right now. And I said, like, we all saw it kind of coming when they got into the playoffs, eked in. I'm telling you, that's why they remind me, not only of the 9-7 and seven Giants, I say that because I compare their records, but the way they play really reminds me of my favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, in 2005. Oh, they do, they do what, like, it's you run the ball great and you play good defense. Yep. Like, that's all it has to be. Like, that's all it has to be. And your quarterback, you know, he's not mistake prone. You know, in the case of the Steelers in 05, we had a young dude named Ben Roethlisberger who only threw about 22 times a game, which is what the Ravens should have been doing that's against like, the Titans. That's like uh, what the Ravens were when they won their first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It was like Trent Dilfer was just like, don't turn the ball over and get like seven points. Yeah, I was looking up a list of the all-time worst teams to win Super Bowls, which is an oxymoron in and of itself. But – of great teams, these are the shortest midgets in the room. And the Ravens were on there twice for winning in 2000 with Trent Dilfer and again in 2011 with an old-ass, old-ass Ray Lewis at middle linebacker. Bro, Joe Flacco had an amazing run that year, though, yeah, in, yeah, the, in was, the playoffs. His playoff run is one of the best ever, like 12 yeah, they, touchdowns, no interceptions. Yep, it's him and Joe Montana the only ones to do it. 12 that, touchdowns, that, no picks. The miracle at mile high. like mm-hmm. Yeah, when the, uh, he threw the DB, I forget, Kobe number Jones, 26. Chris Harris misjudged Chris it. Harris. Jumped the wrong was time. it Chris Harris? No, no, no. It was the safety. Chris Harris is the cornerback. But either way, the DB. One of them DBs mistimed it and screwed himself out of playoff glory. Jacoby Jones caught it like a punt, like all he knows how, and then like... <laughs> scored the touch. Yeah, that, ooh. That, I remember where I was. I remember what I did when that happened. Yes. I think I, I don't remember where I was, but I do remember where I was when the Denver Broncos had their miracle at mile high and threw uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers with uh, Tim Tebow to Tim Damaris T- Thomas across the middle. Uh, 
Now yeah. we're just reminiscing on terrible playoff defeats. I don't know. That San Fran Green Bay game could be okay. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. I think the line is seven. Whenever they play in the playoffs, it's been a great game. Uh, last time they did was 2013, back when Kaepernick was still quarterbacking. And you had A-Rod still at quarterback when he was basically Pat Mahomes 1.0. You know, Pat Mahomes is him 2.0. I mean, back, back then, Aaron Rodgers was that dude. I think he's showing glimpses of that. Like, if you watch the game against Who? the Seahawks, Aaron Rodgers, he's showing glimpses of that again. That's why I think it's going to be a good game against the 49ers. Oh, yeah, no, I, I just don't know who I think is going to win. I'd like, uh, I've yeah. been going back and forth. The Niners are pretty good, but they're, again, like a run-heavy team. Jimmy G can throw when he has to, but their defense is pretty damn good. It's so good. It's so crazy they have the best. That. They have the best, like, secondary in the league stat-wise. But who who they duel with this year? The Saints. They went at it with the Saints. They put up points with the Saints and won. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. So they can score when they need to. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuels. Like you said, Emmanuel Sanders is one of the best pickups trades. Debo Samuels is a steal too. Yeah, Debo Samuels is stealing the draft. He he and AJ Brown remind me of one another. Dude, AJ Brown is a dog too. Yeah, just these swole ass receivers who should have been running backs, but they moved to receiver at some point in high school and just stayed there. Oh, well, Debo is just like a quick ass, like oh. quick wide receiver runs good routes. Yeah, yeah he's but he's swole good. like a running back though. Like he's built like like Sony Michelle. Like you know, what I'm saying a thick thick bottom half. Who they have? George Kittle. Yeah, George Kittle at tight end, best tight end in the league. Runs like a receiver. Blocks like a tight end should. I mean, he's Gronk 2.0. It's a whole bunch of reincarnations of players. Yeah, he's a great blocker. He is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the thing, like I said, there are a lot of bright sides to teams losing. I'm thinking about next year's draft and some skill position players as these college football uh, playoffs are about to come to a close with LSU and the Clemson Tigers, Tiger on Tiger crime, a bunch of pussycats out here fighting. I'm thinking about the players that'll be available next year for my Steelers to pick. Since we had an eight and eight record, for once we'll be picking in the middle of the draft. I need to get some skill position dudes, man. I'm get a J.K. Dobbins, uh, uh, Travis Atn, like we were saying. Like we need to pick up a nice running back or a nice receiver. You talking guys about like the Steelers? That. Yeah, the Steelers guys like that'll be available for the Ravens later. We need. I think we should maybe draft a quarterback. You know and. Let's take a flyer, man. Let's do something like the damn Ravens did. Take a runner or something. Let's take Jalen Hurts in the second round or something and see what happens. You know? Hey, why not? I mean, we've done it before teams before it was in style. We took Dennis Dixon back in the day. Then again, Oklahoma quarterbacks don't pan out. They they haven't. They haven't for some time. You know, uh I, I we'll see about Kyler Murray, but he's been looking like he might be that real deal. We'll see. Everybody that's seen him play and has played with him has said, you know, the way he throws the ball is better than anyone they've seen. And I never thought Baker was that dude. So, you know. Yeah, it's like nobody. He's like the first one maybe. We'll see since uh, Sam Bradford and he wasn't even like that. Listen, Listen to me now or, you know, disagree with me now. Listen to me later, whatever. I said the Browns was going to go max nine and seven last year. I was wrong. They ended up going what seven and nine. I, I don't even know. I said max nine and seven, right? So you know, I said they were going to be terrible. That's what I said. I said you can't mishmash a team together and just put Freddie Kitchens in charge of it and think it's all going to be gravy. This year, they attempted to do the same thing because they hired—I forget who it is. I just saw his name go across, but 
It's not yeah. going to matter. Vikings it's offensive Stansky. coordinator, Stefanski. Jeff Stefanski. Kevin, I think it's like Kevin Stefanski or something like that. Kevin Stefanski. He's not going to be for Longski in that position. I'm going to tell you right now. Because they are a rotating or revolving door of head coaches. And pretty soon they're going to be a revolving door of yet another quarterback. And hopefully Baker goes somewhere and can revive what's left of his career. But I see him as an XFL prospect in the next two to three. I think he just needs to get serious about football. Stop doing all the media shit. It's the same thing that happened with, like, RG3 and Johnny Manziel and all that. Like, RG3 had all them sponsorships with Subway. He was doing so much Subway. Got really about his brand and, like, didn't care about football, really. At least that's what it seems like. And then, like, Twitter and his brand. And then it just kind of fell off. Granted, I think the Redskins coaching staff had a big part in that. But I don't know. Baker could be. Fairly good still. I just think through two years, he talks a lot of shit for not doing all that much. The difference is, to me, RG3 was good. Especially when you have Odell and Jarvis Landry and David Njoku, even though he was out most of the year with the injury, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt come back in Week 10. And RG3 never had those things. No, he did not. His best receiver was like Pierre Garçon or something. And he had like great numbers his rookie year as far as efficiency and everything when he was running and was healthy. And you could blame injuries for what happened to RG3. And RG3 still in the league. That's what I'm saying. No, I I think the coaches have fucked him up. Like, oh, yeah. he tore his ACL because you put him out there too early after that gruesome injury against the Ravens. Like, that was nasty. And then gets hurt against Seattle. And then you let him go out there too early after his ACL tear when he's not ready yet. Like, that's kind of fucked up. A hundred percent. I mean, I see what's happening to Deshaun Watson, and I think back to RG three because while Deshaun Watson is experiencing more success in the NFL, maybe because he's a better NFL player than RG three ever would have been. The fact is, I think he's being misused and mishandled. He's getting abused at the quarterback position, taking a bunch of beatings he shouldn't have to. I mean, every time he has to put the game on his back, running outside, taking a hit. On the sideline, jumping over somebody. It shouldn't have to be like that all the time. Why can't you just scheme something up for me to use these great-ass receivers I got? Why can't DeAndre Hopkins start getting freaky into the second half of every game? If you look at, like, his numbers, well, he's... He, to be fair, he played with a broken rib. Who, DeAndre Hopkins this year? No, right there, I think, in the game. In the game this year? In the playoff game. I'm, I'm just saying, in general, the entire year, his efficiency, if you look at his numbers, first half, he's like... The 32nd receiver or something like that. And then second half, he's like the number three receiver in terms of like targets and catches. So that has something to do with scheme. Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. That's like Zeke. He's like a top used back in the first half, but then Dallas didn't really use him in the second half. The fuck, Kellen Moore? What's going on there, boy wonder? So it's, I, I have a lot of questions sometimes about like adjustments and like they always talk about the true mark of a great coach is how he adjusts. Because Zeke is another back where if you just kept running him – the defense is going to get tired, and he's just going to get more and more yards as the game goes on. And your play action can play off it. Yeah, I mean, I think about the really good backs in the league right now, and it's a shame that Derrick Henry's name wasn't being mentioned with them until this year. But I think you're going to have to think about it moving forward, especially with this playoff run. And if they do, if they fuck around and beat the Chiefs and make it to AFC Championship, make it to the title game, whoo! How crazy is it to think Ryan Tannehill is one game away from the Super Bowl? And deservedly so. He bet on himself. He's about to sign for $30 million a year, uh, probably with the Tennessee Titans. And he's a great fit for him. You know? Great fit. He's basically a souped-up Mariota. He's everything Mariota should be. Why is Mariota not better? I don't know. It's crazy that he was a wide receiver 
in college until they Texas needed a quarterback, and then he was like, oh, I'll play quarterback. Yeah. And that, and he showed he was a willing runner on the goal line there when they ran that little option with him. I'm sure you saw it. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm still, like I said, I'm a sad boy about the outcome. I was all like, oh, Ravens, yes. Ravens, yeah. Well, listen, we won't talk about the AFC anymore. We can talk about the NFC. Drew Brees needs to retire. I don't know. He needs to, bro. I mean, he's not as great as he was, but he's still good. I'm going to tell you why. At this point, everything is just going to get tainted. It's all downhill from here. He already leads, not the league, but NFL history in touchdowns, completions, completion percentage, yards, and he's about to lead in attempts after next year because he's probably, like you said, not going to retire. And he throws for like a thousand times a year. Well, I'm pretty sure Sean Payton already said that Drew Brees come back as a, I don't like know. he wants him back as a saint. I'm sure he wants him back, but Drew Brees been getting calls from TV networks. I'm sure you know. Yeah, no, they're gonna offer him a good amount of money, but like probably not what the Saints are gonna offer him. No, no. I, listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think you can get a marginal upgrade from Drew Brees, maybe. Either in the draft or right there in your own locker room with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, that's I like Teddy Bridgewater, but he's if I you gotta think if you're him because he's a free agent too. Unless they tell him that he's the guy, like I'd go and try and get a job somewhere else. That's why I say Drew should retire, hand over the reins. Listen, you're a Hall of Famer. You got a Super Bowl. You brought New Orleans to relevancy. They were the Aints forever before Drew Brees. What were they besides Archie Manning? Aaron Brooks. That's what I'm saying, bro. And, and Joe Horn. And uh, uh, and what's his face? My boy, uh, smoking weed. Not Reggie Bush. Shit. What's the other running back? Can't think of his name right now. Ricky Williams. That's all they were. Ricky Williams, Joe Horn, like Mike Ditka signing terrible contracts to Master P and shit. Like, it, the Saints have been brought to legitimacy by you, by Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? He, he's always going to be remembered for that. So he, he you know. He doesn't need to prove anything else. No, he doesn't. But up. I think he's. I don't think he's done playing. I think he's coming back. Unfortunately, I think you're correct. Uh, who do you got tonight? This LSU Clemson game. Uh, I was telling you earlier, man. I've been Cle- I've been LSU like since this matchup was uh, slated. I even said I'd been LSU since they said the playoff, whatever. But Clemson, I don't know, has been growing on me the past few days. Couldn't tell you why. It's just a feeling. Yeah. But I think I'd probably still go LSU. Yeah, I'm going LSU. Uh, I'm going to say final score of 41-38. And uh, I think Joe Burrow is not going to be shit as a pro. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be decent. Might end up being, like, solid pro. Um, Well, Burrow's going to be the number one this year. He's going to be the number one overall pick. But uh, Lawrence still has a year left, doesn't he? Trevor does still have a year left. But, like, so it's going to be, yeah, Joe Burrow number one, unless unless the Bengals, like, go crazy and take Chase Young. But then that'd be, like, saying they're ready to stick with Andy Dalton or Ryan Finley, which I don't think either one is, like, an answer. But you go if you go Joe Burrow, I like that. Free Andy. You see what can happen when you put – a decent quarterback like Andy Dalton with the right system. Tennessee Titans would have killed for Andy Dalton this year when they were fucking dying slowly with Marcus Mariota. You think he goes and gets a starting job somewhere? Hell yeah. Andy Dalton, you remember what he was at TCU? He was a running quarterback. Yeah, if you get, but not anymore. Man, put the ball in Andy Dalton's hand. You think he can't run a 4-6 right now? 
I guarantee you Andy Dalton could run a 4-6 right now. Dude's been in the league, like, for quite a while. He's kind of older now. I don't nah. think he runs no 4-6 anymore. Man, I guarantee you he could get down and run, like, a 4-6 or 4-7. Even so, he's mobile enough. He's agile enough. The Bengals misused him and abused him, and A.J. Green is fed up, too. All their talent's going to hightail it somewhere else and be used in the right way and hopefully benefit from it. I can see Andy Dalton starting for uh, uh, the Dolphins. I can see him starting for... Uh, shit, the Steelers would be happy to have Andy Dalton right now. Shit, in the AFC North. We'll take him. I'll take him right now. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to find a capable quarterback, bro. <laughs> yeah, after half a year and no Ben, I'm really starting to realize. You well, know, Ben we, said he's coming back. I hope his sorry ass stay home somewhere, man. Unless he coming back to, you know, be more efficient. Get on up out of here. Quick note on the basketball front. Fucking Wizards are ass, dude. Yeah, I mean, of course. They score a lot of points. It's exciting, but they play no types of defense. High offensive efficiency. Every time they play the Rockets, it's going to be a shootout. Dude, um, but Luka is for real, bro. Oh, yeah, Luka's for real. Luka is nice. Luka's the real deal. Giannis Uh, is probably going to win MVP again. He's on course again. Yeah, I like. I mean, did you see uh, Jokic versus uh, Doncic, the European matchup, like a week ago? No, I didn't. Jokic came out on top. He had like thirty-three and ten and eleven or some shit. I mean, that dude's finally lost some weight, and my boy, the stretch mark five, is one hundred percent ready for the playoffs. He's embracing his MVP abilities, scoring the way he needs to. He should be more aggressive at some points, but. He's looking like the real deal. LeBron leading the league in assists, showing everybody he can play point guard, shooting guard, uh, uh, power forward, shooting forward. Yeah, Le- I mean, last I saw, which was last week, they showed it on one of these shows. LeBron was like the fourth highest odds, or tied for third highest odds to win MVP. He should win MVP just because he's reminding everybody, oh, last year was kind of a fluke, bruh. It was like Giannis, then Harden, I think, then Luka, and then and then uh, LeBron. Yeah. It should be LeBron's sort of, like, culmination year MVP. Like, he deserves one more type. But, you know, he would have to average 30 and 12. Yeah, I think MVP. LeBron's going to play for a while. I, I like him to play at least until his son makes it to the league. That's what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, oh, him him and his son, he already said he wants to play with them. Like, yeah. And by then, the one-and-done rule will be gone, and then, like, they'll just be able to go from high school. Yeah, and, and my thought is Bronny might not be as good as some of these other players to come right out of high school. So maybe LeBron will let him play overseas for a year if he wants to, or maybe he'll go to college for one year or two years. But I think he'll need to develop a little bit. But LeBron could play another eight years. It just depends at what level. Yeah, well, I don't even think he needs eight. I mean, he only needs like five or something. If if Bronny's comes right out of high school, because what is he, he's 14 right now? He's in high school now, isn't he's he? He's sophomore? He's at that high school with uh, Dwayne Wade's son. That's what I'm saying. Is he a sophomore this year? I think he's a sophomore this year. So then next year he'll be a junior. Then he'll be a senior. So, yeah, LeBron will need to play for about three more years. At least. Yeah. Which is doable. He'll yeah, probably I, do think that he, I think he's going to do it. I mean, yeah. but then, he's been balling either way. Him and AD, they've been balling. And say the Lakers draft his son, like, in the late in the first round or something. And then Dwight Howard's been playing pretty well, too. Every, he, he makes every shot he takes. And then imagine if Boogie was was not hurt. They'd I think be, that would actually be, fuck them up. They'd be even better. Nah, I think they would fuck them up the way they play. <laughs> I hate to say it. I think Boogie would fuck them up. They don't need Boogie. 
Dwight and JaVel have come into their own in that style of play, running the floor, jumping. They need a bouncy center. Yeah. <laughs> they need somebody bouncy. Like, it's every time Dwight's running to the basket, jumping, catching a lob. He's like DeAndre Jordan in 2013. It's crazy. <laughs> new life. Yeah, for real. New life, new hair, new shorts, new number. Shit, I like this new Dwight. He's, it's easy when you have two of the best, not only players in the league, but players at your position, like the type of stuff people expect you to do, like play in the post, which AD does great. You know, LeBron can play on the post as well. Pick and roll action. Everything Dwight used to be expected to dominate at now, he just has to be, you know, manageable at. And Yeah, I mean, he's been, ball- he's been playing pretty well. They're all collectively playing well. Yeah. Giannis, though, dude. Back to Giannis. Sorry, got to go back to Giannis. Is having a, a fucking year. Dude set a career record high for threes last year. Mm-hmm. He already beat that as of like two weeks ago yeah. this year. He's taking them. He's that. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. He just d- dominates. Yeah. He's the antithesis of Ben Simmons. Like everything Ben Simmons should be doing, Giannis is doing. Shaq said, did you see what Shaq said? I saw him and Charles saying that Ben Simmons needs to do something. No, no, but yeah, like Shaq was like, y'all say like a guy like me wouldn't, like wouldn't be able to make be able threes. to make it in this league. Yeah. No, be to be able to make it in this league. Trans- but like I'm, I'm playing now. Like I yeah. am Giannis. Yeah, he 100 percent is. Like if Shaq was playing right now, he just would have developed that skill set. They would use him that way. And it's not like he couldn't do some of those things in Orlando. People forget about Orlando Shaq. He was about Giannis' size, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But uh back to Doncic. Dude, he is not Magic and he is not LeBron, but he's good. I mean, those Bro. are the only people you can compare him to because of his numbers, but let's just be funky about it. I mean, you got to remember the dude's 20 he can't even drink. He's 20 years old, if that. He's only 20, but he also had the benefit of playing in a professional league for the last 6 years. That's still I don't I don't care. He's still only 20. No, no, he's only 20. I I give that to him. I'm saying he's doing things. In his second year in the in the NBA, like he's he's, got a lot of time left, and he's gonna be really fucking good. He's putting up numbers that LeBron put up at 20. But I'm just saying, people forget that at the same age, Magic jumped center, damn near had a triple double, and won a championship for the Lakers without Kareem on the floor. Like he played center, like basically point center. Like people forget, Magic Johnson was doing this before he could legally drink. Well, back then, drinking age was 18, so he could have been drinking. But even so, but that team was nice though, bro. Like it was very who nice. Who else is on this Dallas team? No, you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. It's all Luca, and I'm not saying Luca needs to win a title to be mentioned in the same breath as Magic and LeBron. He's doing things that has already put him in that category. But he ain't them. Is all I'm saying. Oh no, nah, nobody is them. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Not yet. I'm just people. It's just a lot of people been saying. Yeah. He, uh, is he a better 20 year old than LeBron was at 20? No. No. For one, the league was way different back then. And for two, it's LeBron. Let's be funky about this. Right. All right. If LeBron got to play overseas from age 13 to age 20. All right. You know who uh, surprisingly is really good this year is the Heat. Yeah. People have been talking about that a lot. It's because Bam out of Iowa. Yo, he's balling. Yeah. Most improved player. Putting up crazy numbers. Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler closer. is is. Killing it. I don't even know who else is on that team. I know Deion Waiter's not anymore. No, yeah. I know they haven't needed him. It's because Tyler has been stepping up. Hero. That's who you forgot. Is oh, yeah. Team. No, I, dude. Someone Kendrick. said at the beginning of the year was like, oh, he should be rookie of the year. But rookie of the year is going to be. Uh, He's on his own team. Kendrick Nunn. 
or John Morant. It's one of them. Yeah, two. no, John Morant is balling. It bro. might be John Morant, but Kendrick Nunn's numbers are like comparable. Yeah, he's balling too. But no, I mean like the Heat are good. Like they're top, like top five in the league. They're raw. Oh, I love Kendrick Nunn too. Have you seen his uh bio on IG? No, it's his real life two K career mode. Because <laughs> he was a second round draft pick, so like Buddy shouldn't be here. Yeah. doing what he's doing. It's a couple of dudes like that in the league this year. Daniel Graham for the Charlotte Hornets. That he had like 10 or 11 threes in one game. Yeah, I've heard about him. Uh, the cat from Michigan who also plays for the Heat. Duncan Richardson, I think is his name. That dude hit like 10 threes in a game. Second round pick out of Michigan. It's like the Heat development is through the roof, which you would expect. Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, who people need to give credit as a great coach now. Ain't just LeBron and D-Wade that made this, got this man his job. Yeah. Dude, uh, the Wizards, they put up, they got some guys who can drain threes. It's crazy. Yeah. Bertans be draining threes. Yeah, Bertans. Like, out of nowhere, he just drains threes. It's like, yo, this guy's a center. Yeah. Power forward, dropping three-pointers, dropping 30 points a game, like, putting up 30 in a game because he just banks threes. Hell, yeah. I like Rui's potential, too. Yeah, he's just been hurt. Mm -hmm. Or he hasn't played in a while, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I like his potential, though. Shit, yeah, NBA's been good this year, bro. I mean, people say say it hasn't been. Some people will argue it hasn't been, but I th- it's been um, it's been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, this is the most, like, parody there's been in a long time. Yeah, good games, and everybody thought the Clippers were just going to dominate. I mean, I expected them in the regular season not to do as much, but whenever they play the Lakers, that's who they're squared up against. But it's funny because the other teams you would expect them to beat, they have trouble with sometimes. Like, if they end up as a four or five seed and have to walk yeah. it up in the playoffs, there's a chance they might not make it to the finals. Yeah, no, for sure. But, I, yeah, no, because there's a lot of good teams. Like, it's more spread out. Hell yeah. How about Melo coming back, dude? Like, Melo has been balling. On a bad team, though. <laughs> I mean, him, Dame Lillard, uh, CJ. See, I mean, I think we have to admit CJ McCollum. I like him. Hassan Whiteside is there. Ugh, that dude. What a letdown. What a waste of seven foot two. I mean, he's decent, but it's like, but yeah, again, that team is so underachieving right now. I'm glad Melo's getting his dudo and has come back and played well. Pretty soon, it's going to be another Melo that make us forget Carmelo Anthony altogether. La Melo. And he might end up in New York City from New Zealand. Man, who knows, man? Who knows? We'll see what happens. I don't I don't know that he'll go number one. There's no there's a lot of talk, but there's no guarantee he's gonna go number one, but the dude I fought was gonna definitely take his position. Cole Anthony hasn't been looking as good at UNC, even though I mean he's definitely gonna be a projected lottery pick. RJ Hampton, the other dude who's in New Zealand right now, kinda balling out, has dealt with some injuries himself and also Lamelo's looked a little bit better. So Lamelo's the projected number one pick right now, kinda, sorta, other than Well, there was that kid at Memphis, I was but about to he say, left too. Exactly, him. But uh, and then it's one other dude. You think this is Melo's last year? Uh oh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Uh, he said it ain't no damn farewell tour. But from this point, all he's gonna be doing is just adding to his scoring. You know, it's just gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be like Shaq. He's gonna go out like Shaq. You know, which is unfortunate, but that's pretty much what's gonna happen. He's already going out like that. The fact he had to beg on Twitter to end up on a team and do an hour long special with Stephen A. Or whatever the fuck know. that I, was. I don't know why the NBA like cast him aside though. He can still ball. We all know he could still ball, but can he contribute to a winning team? I think so. All right. I don't he's, know. He's been helping the, 
The tra- the Blazers win. They and they're suck. not a terrible team. They're not a terrible team, bro. What, see where they're ranked in uh, the the West right now. I guarantee they're like eighth in the West right now and barely clinging to it. If that, I'm at like five percent. But let's see. I'll look it up here. You can use some charts. I'm gonna say go ahead and plug it in. Plug it in. See Portland Trail Blazers Western Conference. Or I could just Western Conference then. This thing's holding on for dear life. Oh yeah, definitely. That's my zombie charger. Let's see. It's you can see it's exoskeleton, but it still works. Western Conference: Lakers, Nuggets, Jazz, Rockets, Clippers, Mavs, Thunder, Grizzlies, Spurs, Suns, Trailblazers. Sound to me like you named about eleven teams before you got the Trailblazers. They were number eleven. Okay, but how many games out of the eight spot are they? Two. That's not terrible, but at the eleven seed though, I mean, it's still early in the season. Yeah, it's not even the All-Star break yet, and that's usually when teams start to turn up. But the All-Star break is a month away. People forget about the Nuggets. They're, like... I haven't. I just said... Mavericks I know you Nuggets, just talked about them. I'm just saying, like, I forgot about them. They are nasty, and Michael Porter Jr. is starting to come into his own. They're tied, actually, for a second with the Jazz. I forgot about the Jazz. The Jazz have been playing also awesome because they started slow. But, yeah, they and they have Mike Connolly now. Like, Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell, that's pretty... Pretty baller. It's because Mike Gobert's still there. Mike was hurt at the beginning of the season, I think, and now he's got it together. But yeah, with with the true point guard, they were running Donovan Mitchell at point guard. I mean, he's good, but he's Dwayne Wade, so he shouldn't be you know handling the ball that much unless it's the end of the game. Then technically, the Rockets and the Clippers are tied for fourth, even though their record is different. That's so weird because the way the Lakers match up against the Rockets, I love the Lakers in that series. But the way the Rockets match up against the Clippers, I love the Rockets in that series. But then the Lakers against the Clippers, I love the Clippers in that series. It's like UFC math. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, anyone anyone could beat anyone, really. The East is kind of weird, too. I always forget this. the Celtics are having a good year when no one thought they would. Yeah. Or not be this good, at least. Yeah. I mean, they basically just plug and play Kyrie, but Kemba fits better. And then I always forget about the Pacers. They're sitting at the 60 right now, but everyone is pretty much clumped together. And Oladipo comes back on the 29th, so they might just ascend to who knows. Or they could fall off. You throw him into that mix, could throw off the chemistry. I'm surprised the Wizards are 12th and not any worse than that out of 15. (laughs) Very surprising. The East is so bad, though. It's so bad. Well, the Bucks are the top team at 35-6. and six. Then the Celtics are 26-11. and 11. That's the top two. In the West, it's 32-7 and seven are the Lakers, and the Nuggets are 27-12, and 12, as are the Jazz. Then the Heat are 27-12. and 12. So the top three there are the same in both. Then the Raptors and the Sixers are 25 and 14 and 15, respectively. Same with the Pacers. So that's the next three in the East. And then it's... The Rockets are twenty six and twelve. The Clippers are twenty seven and thirteen, and the Mavs are twenty four and fifteen. Yeah, it's a it's a mosh posh there. It's still like they match up pretty well. Like it's deep in both in both. Yeah, the East is so bad though in terms of all stars. Like I I know you're supposed to just pick an even number of all stars, but I literally can't think of ten all stars in the East. Like really? legitimate all stars that should be there. Giannis, Joel Embiid. Uh, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler for Bradley sure. Bradley Beal, I guess Bradley Beal, Kemba. Yeah, you give it to Kemba for sure. They're gonna give it to Kyrie even though he's barely played. But 
Um, We're at seven right the now. The Raptors have Siakam's been ball is a baller. Okay, you give him that. I'm just saying he's balling for the East. But the I'm Nets, just saying. I mean, you got Kyrie. Even though I don't know what the fuck's going on with with Kyrie. You no, know, they're gonna put him in, but he shouldn't be allowed because he's played so few games. But all I'm saying is, if you look at the West guards and the West front court versus the East front court, the West is gonna beat the shit out of them. The West is way better than them at every position, one through five. Like, I can't think of an Eastern Conference center that's like an all-star. Andre Drummond, is that their dude? Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Joel. Yeah, Joel Embiid. But shit, with his finger thing, he shouldn't even play. Joel should not play in things like the all-star game. They just need to keep him. Like, I heard David Lallon Greer joking about this. Or however you say his name. Yeah, Bam Adebayo is going to be an all-star, but... I mean, he should be an all-star, but he's one of those dudes that, like, unless you're in deep in the weeds and NBA nutsacks like we are, you don't know who Bam Adebayo is. Or unless you're I only know him because of, like, FanDuel. That's what I'm saying. So, and he's been playing so well. Yeah, he's balling. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the East is bereft of stars right now. Like, it's supposed to be all stars. Like, I, I can't think of too many. Most of the dudes are just getting credence because, like you say, they play well, but they're not stars. It's unfortunate, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it matters. Like, all-star game don't mean shit. No, it doesn't. I'm just thinking about like how much, how, how deep it's been since, like how how much it's been shown. Like ever since LeBron left the East. It's been a really, really wide margin between the East and the West. People always talked about it, but now it's really, really obvious. It's a glaring difference between the level of talent in the East. Well, KD, once he's healthy, it's in the East. Mm-hmm. And you got Giannis, who's up there. Yeah. The Bucks can beat any Western Conference team on any given night. But we'll see when it comes to the playoffs. We'll see what happens. And they got all that crazy shit they're talking about doing. In-season tournament, changing the seating for the playoffs, like all that craziness. True, true. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why I love Adam Silver. I don't know, man. I think they need to leave it the way it is. Yeah, I guess. Leave it to leave it to how it was. Like, I, we don't need any of that wild shit. I guess, but I'm saying why not shake it up? If we don't like it, they can switch it right back. Shit. Let's do a year of some crazy shit. Why not? It's like if they never decided to get a little radical with the college football, we wouldn't have a playoff right now. Well, the playoff made sense. An in-season tournament doesn't make sense. No, that doesn't make sense. But I think there are ways that they could shake up and better spread the level of competition in NBA playoffs. And, like, make it more exciting to where people aren't even going to pay attention in the first rounds. I imagine that's probably hurting their advertising dollars at some point. Yeah, I guess we'll find out because they seem pretty hell-bent on doing it. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Silver. I mean, shit. Now that David Stern is gone, officially. But they were pretty close. Yeah, they were definitely close. But I'm saying, in terms of uh, David Stern being off this earth, RIP, Adam Silver is definitely going to want to leave his mark on the league in some way now. So that when he's gone, he has a legacy. Because, shoot, NBA and Stern, those two synonymous. Yeah. Yep. I don't have too much more to say. No, that's all I got on that, too. I mean, you started talking NBA and got me on a little roll. Yeah, sorry. I just, we hadn't talked about it in a while. No, it's all good. But, uh, 
LSU tonight. LSU over Clemson. I'm going to just say it. Yeah, yeah, that's my final bit, too, as we're watching LSU highlights and these coaches. Oklahoma State, dude looks like Joe Dirt with uh, hair dye in. Yeah, I was um, going to say something about his hair earlier, but. Serious mullet, serious mullet. It's the coaches from Oklahoma State. I don't know that other school. Might be Temple. And, uh. I forget that dude's name. No, that's Boston College. Boston College. But I don't know. Mike Gundy, Jeff Hayden. I think they're going to. Uh, Jeff Hayden. I think they'll cover. I'm going to say LSU minus a five and a half. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I like. Uh, well, we'll see. I picked 41 38, so we'll see. But yeah, great game. It'll. Oh, LSU go Tigers. LSU LSU. It ain't no matter. I'm taking these chances for the advances. All of this shine is for you. I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells. Oh, baby, the bitches is blue. That me, the bitches is new. Got these birds, they just flew from the coop. Grind it up, know what we gon' do. Pay in full, the whip is brand new. Uh, taking these chances, further advances. All of this shine is for you. I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells. Oh, baby, the bitches is blue. That mean the bitches is new. Got these birds, they just flew from the coop. Grind it up, know what we gon' do. Pay in full, the whip is brand new. Yeah. The sauce got love for a nigga, no, she fuckin' with a boss uh, yeah. No, she fuckin' with a boss Boss her like fuck, she ain't comin' back, dawg But that good joke on her, now she lost in the sauce Got love for a nigga, now she fuckin' with a boss I'm taking these chances, further advances All of this shine is for you I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells Oh, baby, the bitches is blue That me, the bitches is new Got these birds, they just flew from the coop Run it up, know what we gon' do Pay in full, the whip is brand new Chances for the advances, all of this shine is for you. I'm dancing with devils, watching the bells. Oh, baby, the bitches is blue. That mean the bitches is new. Got these birds, they just flew from the coop. Run it up, know what we gon' do. Pay the full, the whip is brand new. Yeah.